0: Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up.
1: Because this is nothing like that. It's working. Alan and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover
2: on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Shenanigans.
1: Naked yoga.
2: My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's
0: post-game podcast.
2: Oh, yes, it is podcast time. Uh, this is Al. With me today is Eddie Scazzeri. Hi, Eddie. Hello, podcast people. Uh, Jerry, while Jerry hosted the show today, with Boomer, and then uh, had to leave for um, a funeral type of situation? Yes, yes, Funeral, so he asked you to sit in, and you were uh, you were very nice enough to uh, sit in. He owes you some cash
3: now for all these sit-ins. Well, he paid me some of the cash already. His aid
2: Do you keep track of these to make sure Jerry's paying you properly? We're a very lucrative uh, podcast we have here.
3: Um, I do my best. Sometimes I, I do kind of forget when yeah. I've done them. It seems like... Uh, during this Rutgers basketball season, I've done a bunch, and yeah. there have been some personal matters I filled in a few times. You're
2: not a money motivated guy.
3: No. Not at all. No. I've been not working a... in radio for 30 years, so yeah, obviously but I... not.
2: But sometimes uh, in those situations, then you would, I think you either go the way you're going, which I think is rare, which is not money motivated, to counting every dollar to go, hey, make sure I get my money.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, I have enough to live comfortably and right. go on a nice vacation, you know, uh, every other year. And I've heard um, this,
2: you can't take it with you.
3: That you can't. And being childless, no one to leave it to. So right. So what the hell?
2: Yeah, it's funny you said that. You, know, you and I both share this uh, no children situation, and I've been looking for a new place to live. Yes. I'm in an apartment now, and I, I want to get back to, uh, you know, a condo or something. Mm-hmm. and. I'm somebody who doesn't like to spend a lot of money. And, you know, so I'm kind of battling this, where I want to live is a little more money than I want to spend. And, you know, I talked to my sisters for advice and Gina and all these. And they all bring up that, well, you have no children. You don't have to pay for college. You don't have to pay for... So you're a little in better financial shape than people with children, I think. Because yes. there is always that... In the background of having to pay for college, or the kid having to come out of college with big college debts, which right, is which you're terrible,
3: going to help with hopefully.
2: My main man uh, Dave Ramsey is very against the uh, college. Um, what do you call it? College debt. Mm-hmm. What is my saying that right? Student loans. Student loans. Yeah, very against it. it says go. You got. You should go to a school that you could afford to pay, and not take student loans out. That it really doesn't matter where you go to
3: school. I would agree with that. I, I do as well. Yeah. I think certain names of, of a school on your resume open doors. Yeah. But if you went to those certain schools, most likely doors would be open for you anyway. Right. For other reasons.
2: I try to think like in broadcasting, the broadcasting field, I feel like Syracuse yes. is a place that has a lot of famous graduates. Mm-hmm. And the people that went there seem to be very excited that they went there. Yes. So that if you sent your resume in a broadcasting type job, even though it was a lower level, entry level job, and the the person who's doing the interviewing went to Syracuse, they would be excited to bring you in. Yeah. For an interview.
3: And and I would say that that was certainly the case when I started doing uh, internship interviews. Yeah. Uh, And then it sort of leveled out, but it then sort of came back and it sort of maintained its... Its reputation over Syracuse? 30 years, yeah. Yeah.
2: Eddie, uh, right before we came on, I did a quick. Hey, if you have questions for Eddie Scuzzeri, he's uh, hosting. Oh, uh, so podcast. this is
3: one of those where you just read questions, I answer, and you do new work. Right. So as well, I, I did see. put the tweet out, and yes, I you did. did
2: uh, yes, I did weed through some of the yes. same old, same you old. Collated. Uh, collated, of course, and uh, printed these out. Uh, also, good news. I, uh, Boomer, and I picked out a chair for him. That is excellent. News. And uh, I will put in. Uh, well, first I'll. I'll email the big boss and say Boomers picked out this chair.
3: Now, which big boss? The
2: big boss, SL. Yes.
3: Okay. I see.
2: I'm if, gonna no. I'm gonna do one of these emails. So I'm gonna e- email her and Mr. Chernoff
3: and Boomer on the same email. Interesting. So the, you absolutely, you have to do that. So this way, yes. if Love ooh, it. It comes back. It's too expensive, or even like blind CC when oh someone, the uh, blind CC. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, the, I like that.
2: Now, because I feel like I've been burned by this before, but maybe they've fixed the blind CC. If, let's say, I email the big boss and Chernoff and blind CC Boomer on it, mm-hmm. and then Boomer sees it and responds.
3: Yeah, right. Maybe not. Maybe just, I, put, just put just them on it.
2: Some email um, services will warn you that, hey, you're blind CC'd on this. Are you sure you want to respond?
3: But I, I don't know. I think I'll
2: just put him in the re- uh, the regular. Yeah,
3: and if they just reply to you and leave yeah. him out of oh. it, then you reply, but put oh. him back
2: yeah, on Yeah, yeah, back reply all. Yeah. Love it. Uh here we go, Eddie. Oh, by the way,
3: for, before we start, how much was the chair? 449 Okay. 449 and oh, right
2: But now. he only went to one site. I'm going to do a little shopping online to see if I can find a lower price for the same chair.
3: No, don't do that. I would not
2: do that. I'll say, this is the chair Boomer this wants and send the link. Exa- right, because right, if it sends the chair that he thinks it's different, he'll Exa- say, you right. got it off a no of Fugazi website. Right. Mm-hmm. Great point. Uh, Julian checking in. And I believe this is a man Julian. All right, Julian. Otherwise, it would be Julianne, right? Could Yes, yeah, I would agree. Julian could be a woman, though, as well, right?
3: Uh, I've only ever heard it with guys, but uh, okay. like Julian Lennon. Perfect example. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, for Eddie Scizzi, how awkward was it working with Mike and the Mad Dog
3: when they were fighting? Oh boy, that was a uh, great question. That was tough. Uh, yeah, because with Boomer and Carton, and now Boomer and Geo, uh, the actual discord has been so rare. Yeah, I mean, it's not non-existent. Obviously, people, you know, you work every day with someone. Things are going to come up. But it was never long-lasting, and uh, but with uh, Mike and Dog, there were months when they did not speak off the air. Months, months, like three, four-month battles (laughs) uh, over nonsense. Almost always, over just nonsense. They just, you know, didn't like each other. Sometimes, yeah, for a long period of time. Uh, So, yeah, there were. Months would go by when you would only get one coming into the control room to complain about the other. And they
2: wouldn't both come in separately to complain about the other?
3: Y- yeah, they would come in separately. Oh, okay. To the control room.
2: Now, did they think you were t- on somebody else's side ever? Did they ever it think didn't, like, they didn't really
3: care? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, they did. Like, you know, I was classified as a Mike guy. Okay. And uh, when I was working the show, it was Mark Melusis who was the dog guy. Okay. But you know, it, back I saw it all throughout the whole history because I was around even though I wasn't on the show with Gelb and with Carlin and yeah, it was a it was a frequent occurrence.
2: And how would it eventually break where they were talking again?
3: Well, usually the summer would happen and they would spend a lot of time apart and then they would just, you know, kind of get back together and have laughs and have a few laughs, Mike. And uh, then it would all be okay again for a while. For a while, then it'd go back to Until the Until the next fight.
2: So it was uncomfortable to work in that environment? Um, or it not, didn't really
3: affect you? It, it wasn't like super uncomfortable. Yeah. It was a little awkward, but we all kind of just sort of enjoyed the show. Mm-hmm. It was like a big sideshow going on behind the scenes yeah. that most people didn't know about.
2: Right. Yeah, that's amazing how they were able to go back on the air and have normal conversation and be number 1 and then when the mics were shut off during commercials not speak to each just other just
3: nothing <laughs> just no talking they would leave this one would, if one would stay one would leave <laughs> so they wouldn't be in the same room together
2: and they'd come into you guys and say like what about the other one
3: Oh, just you know ugh, you know can't believe it whatever you know whatever it was, whatever it was whatever, whatever, it, whatever the fight was yeah it was really largely irrelevant okay it was uh it was good times
2: and then here's a fo- kind of a follow-up. This comes to us from the Todd father. Okay. Uh, does Eddie have a good relationship with Mike and Chris now since he spent so much time with them early on?
3: Uh, I would say that the relationship was with Mike was just always strange. Uh, I like Mike. I get along with Mike. Um, but you, you have to accept what Mike is and his personality to get along with him. Not everybody can do that um, to just sort of accept him for what he is. Uh, it's easier said than done, but I always, for my part, felt like I had a, a good relationship with him or we got along. I mean wouldn't call he he's not we're not friends, uh, you know, colleagues. Uh, and we certainly were friendly at times and would share laughs at times. Uh, now, as the years went on with my involvement with Boomer and Carton, the our interaction diminished to almost to the point of no interaction whatsoever uh, over the years, especially when I stopped working his uh, Sunday show, the NFL Now.
2: Now, how long did you do that once you were working with Boomer and Carton?
3: Well, uh, let's see. Uh, I think... I started that in 2003 and we were here so and we were already in the store uh, in uh, Hudson Street as opposed to Astoria. Uh I would say I did it for seven or eight years total. So that would mean I did it for four or five years when I so I was working with both Boomer and Carton wow. and Mike. And doing the schedules. <laughs> um, but I really, and it was my choice. I really wanted to give that up. And now ultimately I gave up doing the the scheduling also. But that was the first thing that I, I said, I, I kind of, I need to give something back. right? Because uh, I would be here on Sundays and I would come in early and I would be kind of working a full day doing scheduling stuff anyway, because I'm an idiot. Uh, so I had to give that up. But he always believed that Craig forced me to give that up even though I told him no and that Chernoff told him you know that was not the case whatsoever and Craig would not ask me to do that because it was good money it was a lot of extra cash um but uh that was what Mike believed and I think he still believes that to this day
2: so if you were to see Mike here in the hallway you would have hellos
3: oh absolutely I would say hello yeah you know but uh and now dog on the other hand like we saw him at the Super Bowl, I and mean, you saw how that was. He was like, Idy, Idy. "Yeah, yeah, yeah," those big hugs. You know, he was just bored before the show, trying to but then chew like some clock. But. but but if you don't see him at Super Bowl,
2: you don't hear from him. No, like he no, doesn't I'm, text no, no, you don't, or email. I don't.
3: We're, we don't have a text or email. But when you see
2: or, him, it's like old times. Oh yeah, no yeah.
3: problem. What n- none at all. And dogs, have, you you know yes. dog well enough over the years. He saw you in the uh, the hotel lobby in the San Diego, was it? Yeah, well, I was in San Diego. Yeah. I saw him. It's right. funny
2: though. At the Super Bowl, when you saw him, mm-hmm. he did reveal to me and whoever I would think I was with Jerry or Gio, that for the first good portion of that conversation he and I had in the hotel lobby, he. He didn't really remember who I was. <laughs> right, he knew he knew you
3: from he knew he somewhere. He knew me from somewhere, but didn't know who you were.
2: And I knew that, so I was trying in our conversation to drop hints. You know, where you'd be like, "Hey, how's it going? how How are things?" Like, "Oh, the show is good with Boomer and Geo." You know right. what I mean? So, so it would click in his head. Yeah, because I saw the look in his eyes of like not a hundred percent. Not really sure. sure what's going on. This guy knows me. I must know him from somewhere. All right, two great questions um to start us off here. This comes to us from Immortal Swag. I like it. What would your final meal be if you were sentenced to death?
3: Wow. That's okay. a good one. Uh hmm. I, I would probably go, it's definitely gonna be uh Italian food. I love Italian, it's my favorite. Uh and it would probably be something with with uh pasta eggplant. Oh, I love eggplant. Mozzarella cheese. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's a classic Sicilian pasta dish with eggplant and fresh mozzarella and tomatoes, something like that, I would say.
2: Okay. As your last meal. And then a kind of a, a similar question to group them together. This comes from Ryan. Does Eddie like to cook? And if I he do. does, what is his favorite thing to
3: cook? Well, uh, I'm not as good as my mom or my wife uh, who learned from my mom. Uh, but I'm okay, and I can make a great fresh tomato sauce. Oh, really? And I will actually make a bunch in the summer when you can go buy tomatoes at the uh, farmers' markets, and uh, I will make a bu- and I'll freeze it, and I'll also will have it throughout the uh, winter. Is that right? So I do, I do make a good uh, tomato. I make great garlic bread, by the way, which is not like that difficult. But I don't use butter mm-hmm. in my garlic bread, which is rare uh and you know what are you
2: using in place of butter
3: uh olive oil oh yes
2: garlic bread with olive
3: oil yeah no butter just i I mince the garlic god this is boring i mince the garlic uh put it in the uh (laughs) olive oil in a bowl then i get uh, like a baguette and i slice the baguette oh nice so it's like little thin pieces like almost like uh what do you call that uh Bruschetta, you know, yes, the, bruschetta, like the the bread of it, yes, and then I just like spoon the garlic and oil on, little parsley, a little salt, pepper, put it in the toaster oven, oh, nice, for about seven minutes, and uh, people really like it. That's delicious. Mm-hmm. All right, that sounds very nice. Oh, thank you. This comes to us from uh, Colton. He
2: used to be a uh, used to work on the website here at WFAN. Yes, yes. he wrote in with a question as well. well. Hi, Colton. Uh, I'm curious. Why do you prefer hugs over handshakes? Not complaining, I actually miss the Eddie hug.
3: Uh, I don't know. It's just um, it seems to me warmer. It is warmer. You know, uh, just Less
2: business-like? Just, uh, for sure,
3: yeah. Like, if I totally don't know anybody, unless I'm loaded. Right, when I'm a client
2: gonna, comes in and uh, they no, go, oh, yeah. this is Eddie's... They, right. well, you don't hug them.
3: No, I don't. I do not. You have, handshake them. Right. Again, unless I have a couple of pops in me. Right. So uh, all butts are off. <laughs> but it's... uh I don't know. I just prefer it as a more warm, more genuine sort of uh hello, sign yeah. of affection.
2: Yeah, and people do, like Colton here says, he misses the yeah. Eddie hugs. Well, thank you, Colton. When people see you that haven't seen you for a while, they... Expect the hug. Yes, and you will call them over. You'll say, yeah, "Nope, yeah, let's
3: bring it in, bring it in." And then there was a certain uh, person higher up in the company who used to uh, sort of preemptively say, "Do not hug me. Don't hug me." You know this person, the architect. Oh, he did not want oh, to be my hugged. Goodness. Yeah. yeah, Well He's he was a thin gentleman. Yes, but I, I you know, it
2: was. You're very rough with them. your hugs. Yeah, I guess so. You're break. You do. You may break us. Uh, this comes from Jared. Jared asks, "How long does Eddie want to work for? In other words, when would you like to retire?"
3: Well, that is a uh, a good question. That is a good question. And just this past year, my wife and I, in conversations with our financial guy, <laughs> your
2: financial guru yeah, that you go to, uh, uh, we've
3: been we've talked about really? that and about you know how much longer because when I do retire, I will still be working sort of in my wife's business, because I believe she will continue to do that.
2: In the yarn dyeing in business. The
3: independent yarn dyeing mm-hmm. situation. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I it won't be a full retirement, so to speak. Um, I, I am not a person that is going to be, like, lost if they can't come to work and have no idea what to do. I'll be fine. But I'll, don't you
2: think most people say that?
3: No. You don't?
2: No. So you think somebody like Mark Chernoff believes that he wants to stay working because he doesn't know what else to do or somebody like
3: yeah or, like or say like a John mingo or like he's a mingo right. about retirement and could certainly retire and he's talking about it for eight years yeah and he's still here um i I will not have that problem I won't be bored I will because i'm I'm honestly i'm um hardly ever bored I find things to entertain my mind or you know to do things yeah. I'll, I'll be fine uh, financially. Can I afford to retire? Not yet, for sure. This is uh, what
2: the financial man said to you.
3: Yeah. So, I—I um, I mean, I guess I could. Did he project for you when he thought you might? Yeah, at least five more years. Okay, if I live
2: that long. Uh, so. So you need another yeah, Boomer and Geo contract.
3: Yeah, probably one more. One more. Um, but uh, like I. I I like coming to work. I never dread ever coming to work after a weekend, after a vacation. Uh, I never dread coming to work, which I'm so lucky in that regard. I, I realize that that um, that's a rare thing to have. But um, am I looking forward to being retired? Sure. But, you know, I'm not obsessed with it. I'm not like uh, pining for it. Um, but I, I would say at least another five years. Um, and then the question is, do you move, do you, you know, you move away from this area, right. Where are you going to move to wife and I have different opinions about maybe where we would, you know, m- mutually agree upon. Um, so. Uh, now does
2: her yarn dyeing, independent yarn dyeing business, is it dependent on where she lives?
3: Well, she is, um, there are certain festivals and events around this area that she goes to, which are very important to her business. However, those could be, you know, there are yarn festivals in every state in the Union. Um, And she just recently was out in uh, Santa Clara for Stitches West. Stitches Uh, West. So she was out there. So she does travel and she's going to be in Chicago for uh, Stitches West. Unite, no, not Stitches Midwest. Uh, she's going to be in Hartford for something called Stitches United coming up at the end of March. So you know she does travel around, uh, either fly or drive, depending on where it was. So, so the that's a long answer to the should be a short answer. No, she could do this business anywhere.
2: And Gina follows your wife on Instagram mm-hmm. and tells me that uh, your wife has a dedicated following of people who enjoy independent yarn dyeing.
3: Yes, there there is, you know, strange as it sounds, there's a uh, a large enough community to support, you know, hundreds of independent dyers across the unbelievable. the nation, which is yeah, it's just uh, you know, you with all these niche things that you I would be ignorant of if my wife wasn't yeah, absolutely. you're ignorant of that there's a but there's a lot of these type of things out there. um of different sort of crafts or hobbies or games or whatever that enough people are into that they have conventions. Right. All which right. is bizarre.
2: I have one final question for you on the internet. This comes from John R. And it's a good question. One I don't think you've discussed before. Already. Uh, has Eddie deleted all of the Craig drops or are they saved?
3: Uh, those drops, the, first of all, there were never a lot of Craig drops.
2: Now, people have asked me about that, and also somebody asked on uh, Twitter to me the other day. I, I forgot to respond. Somebody says, it's funny. I don't hear Eddie using a lot of Geo drops. Is Geo sensitive? No. I think it would be the same answer to why you didn't have a lot of Craig drops.
3: Right. For what, How? What, like Geo, just like Craig, he's the lead dog. He is the lead comic. Right. So, unless it's really just perfect and apropos, I'm going to use you. I'm going to use Boomer. I'm going to use Jerry to do what I do.
2: Like Boomer saying "penis" is funnier than yeah. Geo saying "penis."
3: Uh, yes. I don't know right. why. Right. right. Because we
2: is. see Boomer as the guy on the NFL Today. Right. Who would never say, "Hey, JB, penis."
3: <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> Uh, And I have him saying all those sorts of things and worse. Yeah. Uh, Now, there was a drop. The the only Craig drop that I ultimately... I probably had when I first started collecting the drops and Craig sort of gave me free reign slowly over the years. Uh, I did have a few of his, but it just, for whatever reason, because he's the lead comic, it didn't work.
2: The only one I remember you ever playing is him going, embarrassing, you embarrassed yourself. Yeah,
3: that one, I had that. Um, but even then, over the like once like it sort of evolved, I just really never used yeah. it. The only one I ever used was him going Jews,
2: yeah, right? Jews, right? And <laughs> you know there were a few times when I was
3: able to use it just to to killer effect, right? Um, but it is now Geo. I've used more, but still proportionately the least of uh, any uh, of the voices on the show.
2: And the Geo ones are like Geo being mean, because he's not mean. Right. So the drops you have is him telling people to go to hell or right.
3: something, right? Or ass face, ass face loser, turd face, <laughs> right? Hamster wheel of turd, yeah. You know, so I have a limited amount uh, of again, but it's a weird, you know. Again, he's the lead comic, right? Sort of. You're so, right. It doesn't work. And I only have one drop of well, except for me snoring. Yes. I have one drop of me from when we did the uh, the uh, Thor War. Yeah, yeah, me going. Yeah, yeah. So, but you know, uh, again, it's weird for me to you know play my. It's just yes, it just feels odd. Yes, um, and I don't actually speak that much. I think I speak more than I used to when Craig was here, um, but I don't speak as much. I, I speak the least of any of the five voices on the show. You
2: speak in drops. That's
3: true. All right.
2: Well, that's another round of Ask Eddie Scazzeri. There you go. I enjoyed this one. These were some good ones. Yeah, I, I weeded through. You get a lot of the same ones asking yeah. about the drops and right. things. Uh, people that hadn't. Right. Uh, and, you
3: know, the heard. aliens, dogs, and religion. Right. Trying know. to back off of that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, unless it's a unique spin on something like that. Yeah.
2: I'm a very much consider, when I when I do eventually move, Eddie, I'm getting a greyhound.
3: Yes, I've decided. You've, that. you've talked about that. Yeah, and by I've the way, since, that one. Since I've known you, you the first place you were in in Woodbridge, you rented. Yes, that was. Uh, rent. I
2: rented in Metuchen first, then. Oh, oh but, when but I knew Wood, you, Woodbridge. I was. Uh, no, that was a condo.
3: Oh, that was a condo,
2: and I could have had a dog.
3: Okay, because I remember I picked you up there before you went to an air the airport or yeah. something. Yeah. Um, but so this is this actually these last what two years two and a half years uh, I
2: think this is three.
3: Uh, you've always owned and but yeah. you've been paying rent.
2: Besides these, yeah, these yeah, last three which years. Which I know
3: that's kind of not your thing. Yeah, I'm getting out of that. You're not getting anything back.
2: I'm getting out of the game, Eddie.
3: Yeah, getting back to uh, home ownership.
2: Home ownership.
3: Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations.
2: That <laughs> 50 getting into home ownership. Yeah. All right, uh, warm up is next. I did that with Jerry Reck. So. See you! <laughs>
1: the warm-up show with Alan Jerry, the shortest show on WFAN. All right, one day down for the week, so we hit Tuesday. He's in his rock paraphernalia today. Al Dukes, what's up?
2: Oh, hi, Jerry. This shirt legitimately has got to be at least 10 years old. Okay. I, I mean, thought it this morning when I pulled it out of the drawer. I was like, this shirt has got to be 10 years old at this point. Eddie, stand up. Let me see your body.
1: I'm going to Turn see around for Eddie's us. Eddie's wearing one that's got to be, let's see. The Oh, God. The Elk Poop Lounge. What is that?
3: This is from like 2011. I was going to say. All right. I was going
1: to say. Nine years old. More than 10, but you win the prize today. I win
2: the prize. Well, I don't have a confirmed uh, date on this, but I just know it's it's old. It looks faded, but it also looks like a
1: shirt you would buy in the store today. That's right, Jerry. What is that?
2: I don't know. Uh, when I see a guys.
1: skeleton and a 30.
2: Yeah, when guys get uh, middle aged like me and they're still cool like I am, you get uh, shirts with skeletons on it. Or you could be like Monzo and buy a Mustang. Right. Either one. Right. But you'd need a, some sort of skeleton, rock and roller, a guitar on your shirt. I do like that. Then you go. That guy is still cool. Even have I though. not reached that point in my life yet? You have.
1: I have. How so? What, do I wear shirts like that? No. I'm
2: saying you. You. That's what you need to start shopping for. Not, mm, when you maybe. go to the store, when they go, may we help you find something, sir? Yes. Do you have anything with skulls or guitars on it? Because I'm, I'm going cool. for the stars. Stars. Yes. All right. Blue and gray and silver. All right. That's fine. That works. <laughs> Jerry, a sad news to report this morning. There's a Uh, lot of sad news. Yesterday, well, this is probably the saddest. Yesterday, I debuted a new segment on this show called What's Up With That? Hey, Jerry, what's up with that? Right. What's up with that? It was a brand new segment. We were going to really do it for just years and years to come down the road and
1: I liked it. I was into
2: it. As usual, I stole that segment from somewhere unbeknownst to me. Uh, Kenan Thompson on Saturday Night Live did a uh, uh, skit called What's Up With That? And many people, many alert Twitter followers sent me the clips. Really? I knew I read. I steal all my ideas from somewhere. But
1: see, I don't think you stole it if you did it without realizing. like it's Parallel no.
2: writing. Parallel writing.
1: Maybe you just share the same mind.
2: Yes. Let's go with that. It's also very similar to Joe Beningo's How About That? So yeah, but it's not the same thing.
1: I, it's not. It's different. Because you're asking a question. How about how that? that? What's is, up with that?
2: <laughs> just like, give me your opinion now. Right.
1: Uh, well, all right, well, so that's it. That's all. It over. might be
2: dead I unless I come up with a new name for it.
1: Is Fugazi or not Fugazi still a thing? That's
2: still a segment. No one's done that on Saturday Night Live. No. If they do, then they're
1: ripping me off. Then we're even. I had a pretty cool idea. Why don't we get funny people or even musicians in a car and we can sing along with them. That I like. Around Manhattan.
2: That I like. Jerry. Fugazi unique. or not, not Fugazi. Fugazi. Buzz? No buzz. That's still a thing. 100%. Buzz or no buzz? Buzz or no buzz. I like You have a buzz or no buzz today? Let me see if I have a buzz or no oh, buzz. Oh, I'll give you
1: a buzz no or no buzz. buzz. What's the
0: buzz? Tell me what's happening. What's the buzz? Tell me what's
2: happening. Right. Glad you asked, Jerry. I do have a buzz or no buzz for today. Yesterday, the Yankees announced a new podcast. I saw this. Yes. Deep It's called deep, deep, deep to Left Deep to Left with <laughs> Bucky Dent. Buzz or no Buzz. That's got no buzz I, right I don't want, on it. I don't want to be mean. <laughs> yeah, that's got no buzz. Sorry. I have a buzz or no buzz. Mike Flegelman. <laughs> no buzz.
1: <laughs> um, that's a tough
2: one. Yeah, that's a no buzz for me. I don't know how me.
1: you break into... So, John Sterling does a podcast. Right. How, is that doing well? Because if that's doing well, then maybe Bucky Dent has... He can kind of pull from that audience. I know the Ryan Rucco, CeCe, Sabathia one does well. All right. Do you think that Bucky Dent would have an audience? I don't the think so. The issue I would have... I would think, is Bucky Dent is known as Bucky effing Dent in Boston. Fair enough. But the young up-and-coming Yankee fans... No idea. ...might know of the home run, might know of him a little bit. But are they going to download his podcast?
2: You know who likes Bucky Dent? My sister. Because Bucky Dent was an attractive man back in the day, and my sister's like uh, 52 or 3 years old. perhaps she will download the
1: podcast. She wouldn't
2: know where to find a podcast Uh, if I... Downloaded it on her phone for her, Jerry. Oh, she's not a podcast person. Not a podcast. She has no idea. I have the, I have a podcast. She doesn't listen to us. No, that's disappointing. Which is even better because if I probably guessed their age wrong, uh, and that's going to be a problem. If you, I you, if I shot over, you ever I said, forget their birthdays? Um, like, not have my you sisters. Ever, do, you
1: have, do you put them in your calendar?
2: No, my sisters I remember, and my you parents, just but your parents, my nieces and nephews. <laughs> that's no. a tough one. Yeah, it's very tough. one. How many nieces and nephews? Have I usually? have five. I do not remember their You're not their parents. I can see that.
1: No, I can see that. Yes. Huh. All right.
2: You like this new idea that the NBA is getting involved with their anti-coronavirus strategy, Jerry?
1: Sure. Uh, Let's go with that.
2: Fist bumps instead of high fives. The fans. For the fans.
1: Right. And I guess that's when they're heading into the tunnel. Yeah. I guess your
2: fists don't have germs, turns out.
1: I was reading that this coronavirus can live outside the body for 10 days. Why couldn't it be just running around my, um, your but, knuckles?
2: But why do my hands carry the germs? But if I, you're the germ bump, guy, you tell me if I bump knuckles with you, Jerry, I think you still could. I don't think our knuckles do have germs. Well, why don't we test that out? Go find a sick guy and
1: you can bump <laughs> knuckles with him.
2: I bet you. Why, why not just wave? Why not? I agree. Like this. Just go right past them. Like if I came in this morning and I had not met you before and someone said, oh, this is Jerry Recco. You'll be working with him from now on. I'd go, what hey, up? Jerry. Yeah, what up? Like this with the wave. Well, and that's Hi. the same thing we always talk about when you're leaving a party or
1: something. Yeah. Do we have to go around and either shake hands and kiss everybody? Can we right. just be like, we out? How do you greet women? That's an interesting one because here's why. You don't know if the woman wants just the hug. Mm-hmm. Once the kiss, the kiss and the hug, or nothing,
2: right? Or a handshake if it's business.
1: I do handshake. Or a handshake. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm, I was talking more family, right? So I've had an instance in the past when went to give someone a kiss and they went for the hug and you end up kissing their ear. yeah,
2: yes, and that's weird. That is very weird <laughs> and awkward. My family, we didn't kiss or hug hello or goodbye. We would do the wave. Right. I like and, the wave. Until my sister. Married into her family, which was and that's big all they do. kissers and huggers. Mm. So then they would hug and kiss me goodbye and hello. So then it was very awkward if I didn't do that with my own family. <laughs> so you guys so we all doing started it. <laughs> doing it. It's been many years now. Right. But we used to be like, hi. Think of the germs that
1: you're passing along.
2: Hi, mom. <laughs> hi, dad. And now that's the wave. over.
1: Do you hug your dad? Do you like the man Yo, hug? Yeah. Hug him. You do? I Look do the hugs. You. Yeah,
2: Yeah, I'm very mature now. That's very nice of you. Do you remember a thing, and Eddie may remember this, and I don't know if this was just in movies and TV shows and literature from the 1950s. Right. But in the 1950s, if there was a movie or a TV show set in that time and and the teenagers went to a fair, you know, like a, where there's rides and yeah. things, there would be a kissing booth. I Yeah, I do. Where yeah. you would pay to kiss somebody who's working behind the booth. <laughs> In this day and age, Jerry, that's out. What you wouldn't be up for that for a thousand dollars a shift? <laughs> I don't. How did we Come convince people to do this? <laughs> I'm manning the kissing booth today.
1: Well, I mean, everything was different back then. You also smoked two packs a day, and it was cool. I mean, let's be honest.
2: Maybe at fan fest, this year, I'll man the kissing booth. <laughs> Why don't we do that? Come kiss
1: Al Dukes for charity. <laughs> $25 for no. a, a tongue bath.
2: I'm going to catch
1: some some sort of disease. Why? For I, thought sure. you, I thought you have this amazing immune system. Now you can't. Let's just kiss the public and you, see how it goes. You can't concentrate it like that, Jerry. This was your idea, not line? mine. This would be awesome. Hmm. Just to see you have to do that.
2: Me in a kissing booth? Oh, it
1: would be great. Like, I know that. First big sloppy guy comes in.
2: Like, I could see that in, like, uh, you know, the old Peanuts cartoon with uh, Lucy. Sure. And uh, I, I'm sure they had a kissing booth comic at some point or you're stealing this idea or I'm stealing this idea as again. well again uh, I did you see Jerry Spike Lee had some problems getting into the garden last I night I
1: do who, ca- who cares I I, yes, care.
2: I did see and I know it's on video and I feel whatever. like he was making a stink for no reason
1: well he's making it here
2: hmm.
0: so he
1: I would he, say this he, he's making a stink because number one you know who he is I mean let's be honest Spike Lee has been around that would st- you like him or not he's synonymous with the as again good or bad the guy is synonymous with the Knicks at this point. So you're going to tell me you're not going to let Spike Lee in the media entrance because he didn't go in the VIP entrance?
2: Right. He he tried to go through the media slash employee entrance. Right. Where he's supposed to go through the VIP entrance.
1: Now, I've gone through that media entrance many times at the Garden. And they're very pleasant, very courteous. I, I just find it hard to believe
2: you know who he is. But maybe they don't.
1: No, I don't believe that. You can't work in that building on a Nick Game Day and not know who Spike Lee is. You can't.
2: I once worked uh, in the MTV building when I worked for corporate CBS Radio at the time. And you didn't know who Elvis was? They didn't know who John Bon Jovi was to let him upstairs. I had to go down and get him. Yeah, but it's security it's, guard. It's no it's idea. Slightly
1: different though. This is. Spike Lee, and he's been at he's been front row at Nick games for thirty years.
2: But which entrance does he normally use? Why did he go the rogue that, this time? That I don't know. That I
1: don't know. Interesting.
2: But you got to tell me, there's no one
1: there that could have stepped in and be like, dude, it's Spike Lee. Just make the exception, let him in. And then he was
2: yelling that he was being treated like Charles Oakley.
1: I, I found that amusing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did see video on the internet of yeah. It was a far away video, yes. but you could hear him yelling.
1: So, you know what? Here, I'm happy it all worked out. He got to a seat. We move on.
2: Okay, Not a good enough. look,
1: I agree, but so be it. He
2: got there before tip-off, they say.
1: This would be like you if you went to an event in Spring Lake. I'm Al Dukes. Let me in. Right. Sir,
2: this is the kitchen sir, entrance. Sir,
1: sir. The kitchen entrance. This
2: is You do not go through this entrance. <laughs> well, you're a big celebrity. You don't you want to know go that. through the public entrance. I do not want to go through the public <laughs> entrance. Yeah, at least they don't make Spike Lee go through the public entrance. Well, he's a VIP.
1: Right. He's a season ticket holder that sits on the court, for God's sake. Yeah. Uh, quick break.
2: You ever sit courtside, courtside for an NBA game like that?
1: Um. Seems dangerous. Like, you have to be on your toes. I did. A long time ago, I sat courtside at the Meadowlands for a Nets game with my dad. Pretty cool. Yeah, that seems we very cool. Right. We were the second
2: row. Like, I want my feet touching. That I never did. The floor that, of, that, the, that, the, of the, what do you call that? The parquet floor. That I never did. But I was in the second
1: row. But I was never the one that could have been. Interfering with the players.
2: Do they still have
1: parquet floors? Not like they used to. They've they the all Boston different. The Boston Garden. Have you seen like Brooklyn? What that floor yeah. looks like? They're all different. I don't like that. We I like to take real a break. floors. We really need a break. When we come back, we're going to break down ice surfaces in the NHL, and then Boomer joins us at six on the fan. It's the dynamic duo of Alan Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. All right, a couple more minutes. Knicks did win last night. Leon Rose. Um, well, he's there, although he didn't speak.
2: What else? I told you I had more sad news, Jerry. D. Snyder of Twisted Sister. So, all right. So, yeah, go ahead. Says there are no plans for Twisted Sister to perform again.
1: Why did this come up? Did anybody ask? <laughs> I guess someone asked him. That's like saying,
2: "Hey, is Depeche Mode going on tour this month?" <laughs> That unfortunately, Jerry, they will not be performing.
1: But, well, again, why did it come up?
2: I'm not sure. It must have been some rock interview.
1: I never like, expected D, them
2: to do anything again. When will you and the sisters be getting back together so are again? are they
1: not going to do the Twisted Christmas anymore? That's what
2: I was wondering.
1: Because I've actually been looking for that the last couple of years. What
2: about a reunion? What, what if they the do this? What about the dogs? What if they don't perform for a while, Jerry, then a huge reunion tour, yeah, stadiums? And we'll sell
1: out, right. We'll sell out Wembley Stadium to see <laughs> like Twisted Sister. Twisted Sister. It's so
2: weird, isn't it? I used to love Twisted Sister in the MTV video era. Sure, so did I. We're not gonna take we it. We all had those albums. It was
0: right, really just that one album. album.
2: Really. Stay Hungry, it was called. Was it really? Yeah. Just Boomer's Stay a hungry. big Twisted Sister. Boomer's a All
0: this week, fuck. listen to Boomerang Geo at time? 6.35. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or...